Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. I'm set on you somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink-combed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbro, and glad you're joining me today. This is episode 88, June 4th, 2018. And today we're going to talk about, well, when are you too young or too old to start homesteading? Great question I received actually a while back. I want to talk a little bit about that today. And uh, I hope you've had a great weekend. This is Monday and, uh, you know, I got a lot of stuff done over the weekend. We just had this, we had this heat streak and we was kind of dry and then we got a couple really good rainstorms around here. So it made for a really, really good weekend of gardening. Things have really blown up around here. Hope things are going well on your homestead uh, right now and you're getting lots of work done and you're starting to see the fruit of your labor with all the planting and preparing and uh, and planning. So I uh, hope it's going really well for you. But uh, but today we're going to talk more about starting homesteading and mostly for those folks who are getting started as a young person or getting started as an older person. Now the question I got in today was about people starting older, but I wanted to kind of address both because I get questions on both ends and I, I know that it, I see people talking talking about it on both ends of the, of the spectrum. So this question came in a while back, probably, a, you know, it was really something that uh, somebody hit me up a few months ago, just a, just an idea for, uh, for a podcast episode. And this came in from Tanya and Tanya asks, I would love to hear your thoughts on starting a homestead in midlife. We are looking to homestead in the near future and we are a married couple in our mid forties with a young son, four years old. People say it would be futile as we are too old for such a lifestyle. I think it could be an advantage in having the wisdom and forethought to homestead smart, not backbreaking hard and not break the bank hard. Um, I think this is a great point, a great topic for, for an episode. And, um, I think Tanya understands that, uh, the people who said that it was foolish, she knows they're not right. She's in her mid forties. It's not old. Uh, the bigger question is how old is too old and how young is too young? Because things get can be difficult on either end of that spectrum. So I want to talk a little bit about that today. So when are you too young or old to start homesteading? Well, for sure, there there is challenges at both ends of the spectrum. So we can't pretend that, you, that there's nothing you have to think about, nothing you have to consider, because there are absolutely some things to consider. Now, Tanya, I'll say mid-40s, 
there's not there's not as much to consider uh, you said it yourself you're middle-aged there's there's not uh i don't think there's any limitations on you whatsoever if anything it's all advantages because you still have that uh, in the mid 40s you still have a lot of that strength i mean yeah you're starting to feel the, the the effects of age a little bit on your body but at the same time you're still young enough to to be strong enough to do the work uh, and you're old enough to have quite a bit of wisdom so i'm not even going to say this is for you this what i'm going to talk about today is for the more extreme ends of the spectrum because i don't feel like there's any barriers on your age at all um, i didn't start until i was 40 years old so i mean i uh, found out i had cancer at 39 went through all the medical procedures and all the stuff i went through with that and i was 40 when i actually planted my first raised bed garden in my backyard so um you know, I, I just don't think that there's any limitations at your age, but there are limitations for some folks. Uh, and I think you do need to homestead according to your strengths. And, and, and one, if you're a young person, that could be physical strength and energy. And for an older person, that could be knowledge and wisdom. So I, I think that helps if you acknowledge where your strengths are. And I also think it's very, very important to know your limitations. I know we all like to pretend like we don't have a lot of limitations, but the fact is we do, uh, especially, uh, you know, depending on your age, there are certain things that you, you might especially have limitations on. Generally, a younger person is going to have financial limitations and there's going to be this temptation to go into debt. They're not going to maybe be able to buy a piece of land or get to do everything they want to do, buying equipment and whatnot. And I would tell that person, understand your limitations and don't go into massive debt. Buy things as you go. Take your time. If anything, you have something on your side, and that is time. Um, you need to uh, learn time management. You know, I think that that's important. But definitely stay out of debt. Uh, that's a limitation that you uh, that you definitely don't want the burden of having a lot of debt on you because it can make homesteading a lot harder on down the road, and and it can absolutely cause you to fail in your homestead. So and, you know that goes for an older person too. It's it's not it's not just young people, but I think more often than not, it's the younger person who's going to be tempted to go into debt um, in a big way to start a homestead. Now, like I said, an older person can do that, but a lot of older people might already have the property and they've worked their whole life and, and maybe they're, they're, uh, you know, they already have their stuff paid for, or they've had a lifetime of saving money. It's not always the case. Uh, I know plenty of people, fifties and sixties who have no money in the bank and have worked their whole life. Um, so it's not a guarantee, but, uh, they haven't done a very good job of managing their money or they had some situations that caused them to lose a lot of money over the years. And now they're wanting to start homesteading and, and absolutely it can be a challenge there too. know your financial limitations, be responsible with your money. Don't overspend and buy as you go if it's possible. But probably the biggest thing, especially for an older person is physical limitations. And you know what, even in your mid forties, you're going to start feeling a little bit of that. Uh, I put in raised beds, you know, I've, I've been, ever since I started homesteading a few years ago, I, I've been doing it with raised beds and I keep noticing my raised beds get taller and taller every year because I don't want to have to bend over as much. You know, I'm in the second half of my forties now, and, uh, I definitely don't, like to be just hunched over into a garden bed all day long working in a garden it'll wear on you a little bit so even in the late 40s i'm feeling the effects of some age when it works when i'm working in my garden you get into your 60s and 70s that can be a real burden so understand your physical li uh, limitations when gardening you're going to have to do weed control which means you're going to have to bend over and you're going to have to pull weeds and things like that watering uh, can be a lot of work so you might want to set up proper watering systems 
uh, irrigation systems so that you don't have to be out there going through the physical exercise of watering your garden. Uh, when it comes to livestock, feeding and watering can be, uh, can be you know, something that's physically wearing on you. Uh, have a setup to where it's easier. I mean, you might want to be able to move around with a tractor, uh, uh, have uh, where you don't have to carry water, have uh, spigots and hoses close to watering troughs. Um, you know, maybe even dealing with a little smaller livestock. Maybe you don't want to get into cattle and hogs and things that might be a little bit more physical uh, in what you're going to have to do. Maybe you want to stick with smaller livestock, stick with chickens and rabbits and quail and, and things that are smaller. Um, understand your limitations. See what it's going to take for you to do it. Weigh the, uh, weigh the physical cost of doing the labor for certain animals before you jump in on it, especially at an older age. Understand the work in processing. If you're going to be doing your own processing, that can be a pretty physical, uh, labor-intensive uh, job, and you don't want to um, you don't want to take on more than you can uh, chew right there. So understand what you're dealing with, and even make uh, other arrangements to have your processing done. You know, outside of your farm, if uh, if you feel like it's going to be more work. Now, there's ways around all this. Like I said, you can set up the feeding and watering to be easier, to be to where you don't have to do a lot of physical labor to do it. You can, you know, moving and controlling livestock can be a hassle, but you might want to set up a, a system, a paddock, a, a permanent paddock system to where you can rotate, rotationally graze your animals and you can just kind of herd them into other areas. It makes it a little easier. Um, again, processing can be done off, off the property. Uh, gardening. There, like I said, you can go with raised beds. You can raise them up high enough to work in them. Uh, you can you can lay down uh, proper weed control uh, systems that will help you keep the weeds down. Um, and you can set up irrigation systems. So all these things can be overcome by planning it out. And but but here's here's what I would say: be honest with yourself, understand your physical limitations, and be honest and say, okay, is this going to be a burden? We all like to think we can do more than we can. And just be honest with yourself and really evaluate it and adjust it accordingly and do only what you can do safely without, you know, hurting yourself or anything like that. So I would say that. Now, the physical barriers, barriers as far as a younger person, the very few. Again, financial burdens. But what you might run into is skills and experience uh, a burden um, because you don't have develop skills as a younger person and you don't have the years of experience of certain things maybe as a younger person um, maybe you're going to take on more than you can chew as far as uh, you know what you're actually able to do because of experience and and you will learn and that's the thing about skills and experience they come experience comes with time and skills you know just a learning process right you can learn anything but there is a learning curve and that learning curve uh, can cost you a lot of money uh, can cost you a lot of time and headache um and possibly even cost you a homestead if it's too big of a curve. So again, understanding your capabilities as far as what you know. And that's going to be a bigger limitation for a younger person. Because again, they don't know as much as they think they know a lot of times. And there's a lot to learn. And you have to be honest with yourself and evaluate and say, do I know how to do this? Is this something I can learn? And that's why I think a lot of times as a younger person especially, it might be good to work for somebody else for a short amount of time developing some skills. Now, if you're just talking about, now I'm, I'm talking, thinking more of like a larger scale farm, but now if you're just doing a small homestead, there's no reason not to jump in that as a younger person. So how, how young is too young? Well, be able to acquire land and it doesn't have to be purchased land. It could be rented land. It could be borrowed land to do your homesteading on. Um, if you can get access to a small piece of land, I'm talking quarter acre to a half an acre even, um, as a young person, you could make a lot of money with that piece of land and absolutely feed yourself and your and a family 
And you could be very young to do that. I mean, if you've got parents who are willing to help you out a little bit, maybe help you acquire a little piece of land or give you a piece of the section of land to work with, um, I don't know, as soon as you're able and responsible enough to take care of that land. And that could be a 13-year-old, a 16-year-old, and or whatever. I don't know. Now, as far as doing it on your own, I would say, you know, as soon as you're able, financially able, legally able to acquire some land to do those things, then you can start doing it in, in that a bigger sense. Um, but absolutely, if you're able to get a place to do it, uh, that's, you know, and you're responsible enough to take care of animals or, or be out in the, the crops every day working in your garden and making things happen and selling at markets or whatever it is you're doing, however you're going to, whatever kind of homestead you're going to run, um, that's how old you have to be. How old? You know, if you're physically able to walk out there and do anything and you've got a setup to where you're able to do it, that's old. Yeah, it gets tough. I mean, I bet I've seen setups for people in wheelchairs were able to garden. People with walkers gardening. I've seen it. It's not going to be easy. And now these are more like hobby gardens, enjoyable gardens, a lot of times flower gardens. It's not always like growing your own food kind of thing. But, you know, you have to be physically able to get out there and plant and and maintain and harvest your crops. You have to be physically able to take water and feed to some animals. Um, and, and possibly process your animals. You have to have some abilities to do that. Uh, so how old? I've met 80-year-olds that could do that with ease. My grandparents uh, were were market gardening into their 80s. So uh, you can do it. I mean, but they now they were exceptionally well-shaped, uh, especially my grandmother. She still is. Believe it or not, she's still alive. I mean, she's upper 80s, still, still going. So, I mean, absolutely able to do it. Still could do it. She's not doing it anymore since my, my grandpa passed away. But, uh, you know, they did it all their life. And they would grow big crops, and they had a, a stand down at the end of their driveway, and they sold produce. Um, so they were doing it. They were raising some cows. They were raising some pigs. They were raising some goats and some chickens and into their 80s. So it can be done. I don't know how old is too old. Not 40s. That's for sure. Absolutely. You could start a, you could start a, a great homesteading business at your age. There's, there's no reason you couldn't. As far as the practical ideas for these things, I've just kind of laid them out there. Uh, start small if you're young, for sure. Uh, don't acquire a lot of debt. Um, start with a small market garden, maybe it's fruit stand or, 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 a, um, or selling at a farmer's market. Uh, start with some small livestock, uh, quail, chickens, you know, rabbits, uh, perhaps goats or ho- hogs or even cattle if you got enough space. But do it slowly. Don't take on more than you can afford. Don't acquire a lot of debt. And kind of move slow and develop skills. Take on one, maybe two things at a time. Develop skills in those things before you start taking on more and, tr- and trying to take on too much. Older folks, don't take on more than you can physically handle. And um, again, be careful about acquiring debt. But if debt is not an issue, still just be careful about biting on more than you can chew physically. Because that's going to be your biggest barrier, I think, as an older person. Again, Tanya, 40s, 50s even. It's not going to be your bit unless you have some debilitating issue, a physical issue. That's not too old. If you're in fairly decent shape in your 40s and 50s, you know you've got many, many, many good years of homesteading ahead of you, uh, even as a full-time uh, uh, homesteader. And you're absolutely right. I think it can be an advantage in your wisdom and forethought, and you would be able to homestead smart, not not breaking your back. And not breaking the bank, because uh, you're going to have the wisdom to do that. Young people can, too. Uh, they just have to be a little more careful about it. It's so much easier when you're young to be just gung-ho and go go get it, you know, and and, and just react 
uh, I know when I was younger, especially my body reacted a whole lot faster than my brain did. And, um, you know, and I would jump into, to endeavors, uh, with both feet when I probably shouldn't have, you know, I should have slowed down, backed up a little bit, weighed the cost a little bit more. And, um, and, you know, really thought it out a little bit more because there was times when I was pushing it, uh, financially, uh, I definitely even, I pushed it even physically as a young person because I, I took on more than I could chew, which was hard on my body. And you got to be careful about that too, as a young person, you can't work yourself too hard. You know, you, I know you think you can't, but you can, you can overwork yourself even as a young person. Uh, so you gotta be careful about that. And, you know, just, just weigh your options, weigh your limitations and, um, weigh out your skills and your experiences and work with what you have. And that's what I always tell people, you know, do what you can, where you are with what you have and uh, do, do that as best you can. And you know what? Uh, do it as long as you're comfortable doing it. And then when you're not comfortable doing it the way you're doing it, see if there's other ways you can do it that'll make it comfortable. And you get to the point where you just can't do it no more, then you just can't do it no more. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. But I don't think you're even, uh, you're middle age. You're, you got a long ways ahead of you. And the people who think you're foolish for, uh, for doing it, nah, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> that's for sure. And you know what? Young people, you're 17, 18, 19 years old. And people are telling you you're foolish for trying it. Don't listen to them. If it's your dream and you want to do it, you go do it. You find a way to do it. You do it smart. Do it as smart as you can. Wait, wait, weigh what's out there, weigh your options, uh, assess and evaluate, but you go do it. You go live that dream. So that's what I have to say about that. I do have a recommendation for today. Uh, I want to recommend a book. It's a great book by Joel Salatin. It's called You Can Farm. It's the Entrepreneur's Guide to Start and Succeed in a Farming Enterprise. Great book. Absolutely check it out. I got a link to that in the show notes. Uh, definitely something if you're going to be looking at getting into farming as a business, it's a book you should have on your shelf. Absolutely. So check that out. You can farm by Joel Salatin. Um, this week in the homestead life, I want to talk about, I want to talk about, uh, something that's better in my life because of homesteading. And that is the ability to share, uh, just yesterday, um, I'm out there picking strawberries. I've seen the, the neighbor kids down there playing basketball, and I said, grab some bowls, kids, and get down here and pick these strawberries. And, and I just let them, you know, load up on strawberries. And also, all throughout the year, they even ask me sometimes, can we pick berries out, you know, along your fence line? Because my, all my berry bushes, my raspberries and my blackberries and some of the blueberries stick out through the fence on the other side of the fence. And they walk up and down that property line. I'm like, have all you want. Anything that's got fence, anything you can reach, you just pick it. I don't care. Because I want them to. And there's apples and pears and other things growing along that fence line. And I want them to have access to those things. And I also want to be able to harvest things and share them. So I think that what's better in my life because of homesteading right now is the ability just to share the harvest and to get out there and just give people a taste of what real food tastes like. Uh, let them witness what it takes to grow it. They watch me. They understand I'm out there working in the garden. They know where food comes from. Even if they're not growing it themselves, they see me growing it. Uh, it's, it's great to be able to share some of that stuff with my neighbors and my friends and even some family who doesn't do it. And I enjoy that. And my life is better because of homesteading in that way. I love to be able to share the homestead with other people, the, the, what it produces, the lifestyle, everything about it. And I think that my life is much better because of that. So that's something that I wanted to share today in the homestead life segment, because it is so much better in my life. Uh, it makes my life better being able to share those things. So, um, 
If you want to submit a question for the podcast, and again, I do need some questions. I got a couple more in. Appreciate that, folks. We'll be answering those in the future. But I, I need all the questions I can get if we want to keep up the pace of putting out lots of podcasts. So to submit a question for the podcast, you send your questions to ask at smalltownhomestead.com. Or you can call or text in your questions to our voicemail at 765-203-1949. And again, submit as many questions as you like. We'll answer as many as we can. Uh, I want to keep this going as long as we can, guys. I enjoy doing the multiple episodes, but I need your questions to do that. So throw them questions in here. And honestly, if it's just something I can't answer, uh, if it's something I, I feel like I have no idea, uh, either I won't answer it and it just won't get answered, or I might reach out and have somebody else try to answer it if it's just something I know nothing about. So even if it's something you think I don't know anything about, I very well may not, but I know a lot of people who might. So uh, submit that question and maybe I can reach out to somebody else for an answer if I don't know anything about it. So don't don't hesitate to send in a question just because you think I might not be able to answer it. I might know somebody who can. So go ahead and do that. Uh, really appreciate those of you who have joined our Homestead Forum membership community. If you want to know about uh, joining that membership community, go to thehomesteadforum.com. That's the community that makes this podcast possible. Uh, they financially support it by buying memberships to that community. You get more podcasts. You get We do uh, live discussions in there. We've got videos in there. We've got discounts to other products in there. Got a forum in there. Got lots of stuff going on in there. I want you to come be a part of that. And again, it makes this possible. So I hope you'll join the Homestead Forum membership community. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy that community, and I'm really, I really thankful for those of you who help support this podcast. I want to keep it going, keep it getting better, and doing more. And uh, you know, got big dreams for that one day. It's growing a lot. I'm putting there's a lot of stuff going up in there more podcasts and things. And one day that's going to be, a, there's going to be a lot of information. That's why I call it the forum because it's going to be a complete forum of information. One of these days, uh, it'll take a long time. I plan on it being there for years, but, uh, again, it's, I think it's going to be a place where you can go and get a lot of homestead answers, get a lot of homestead community and, um, you know, just, just be a great place to gather. And, but no doubt about it, the number one purpose of that that community, that Homestead Forum membership community, is to support this podcast, to make this podcast possible. So I hope you'll come and be a part of it. The show notes for this episode can be found at smalltownhomestead.com forward slash 88. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys, and a happy homesteading and God bless. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.